0: Disclaimer! Most of the world doesn't share your opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, today's the day. After waiting for what feels like for fucking ever, Hollywood Undead has finally released the second half to their sixth studio album, New Empire. Now, if you don't know, on February 14th of this year, rap rock band Hollywood Undead released the first part of their double album, New Empire. And at the beginning of March, I did a track-by-track review of it, which is actually the first ever review I did after I changed my channel style and content. Well, today I'll be going over volume two, track-by-track, giving my thoughts on every song and then my overall opinions on the album as a whole, and whether or not I think it's better than Volume 1. So without further ado, let's get right into this. It's just another day, another one that got away, the kids Starting off the album, we get Medicaid, which is more of a pop rock song focusing on drugs, because if you make music, you're required to make a song about how drugs are bad and how the past was better. And they already did the latter on gravity, so I guess it was about time they handled this topic. Though, I do like how they don't downright say that drugs are bad or sounding like they're incredibly preachy, because this is Hollywood undead. On every fucking album since I started making music back in 2005, they've had at least one song about drinking and partying and getting fucked up. So if they made a song that was talking down to people who did this, they would be insanely hypocritical. Instead, they tackled the topic from the point of view of a drug addict, knowing that these things aren't going to help, but continue going. One of my favorite lines on the song actually is, I might be dying, but I feel just fine, which perfectly explains drug addiction. An interesting thing about this song, though, is how it's mostly a Charlie solo song. Yeah, you have Danny and Jarrell, but they're more just used as backing vocals. And to be honest, I don't even mind Jarrell's backing vocals on here. They're not atrocious like on Enemy and the only time I absolutely fucking hate it is when they take a part of his vocal and loop it. It just sounds bad and gives me already dead vibes and I'd rather never think of that song ever. But another thing that's interesting about this being practically a Charlie solo song is i remember when volume one was released and i saw someone say that because the album ended right after charlie's verse on nightmare that volume two would start with charlie well they were right and it's also fitting to start the album off with a mostly charlie solo song because he was severely missing from volume one and spoiler alert they made up for that because he is all over this album as he should be so yeah overall it's a decent opener if anything the song's grown on me since i first heard it but it's definitely not one of my favorites The song hits different. Oh, I see. Charlie and Johnny are on the hook together. A fucking it would hit different. Do I need to say it? Do I need to say- This is a banger. Coming through the stereo is a high-energy rock song that features the generic badass anthem lyrics the band's known to do, and it hits this time. For one, that- Goddamn chorus. I I think it might be one of my favorite choruses from this band. And that probably is because of the fact that it features my two favorite members from the band, but it also just sonically sounds so nice. Johnny also fucking delivers with his verse as per usual. And when the song drops, it drops hard. It's like they tried to do the hard hitting rock mixed with choirs from Heart of the Champion again and then ended up doing it a lot better because I feel like on here, it hits so much harder. My one complaint with the song is Hiro. His verse isn't bad, but it's his voice. I feel like I could probably get used to it because, I mean, I hated Oliver Tree's voice when I started listening to Ugly is Beautiful and then was fine with it by the end of it. So I'll probably just have to get used to it. But overall, this album is looking to be pretty good. We've gotten a good song and then a banger. How are you going to follow this up? Everything I touch turns to I'm the dope man, so I'm dope now. Ah, I see we're making Geometry Dash music now. Ghost Out is yet another brag rap track, and it's fine. Johnny's verse is good as usual. Charlie's good as usual. I especially like the saw reference in his verse. Charlie also handles the hook on here, and it's really good. Like, like it's so haunting and cold at the same time, and it just—ooh, I love it. The song also features the only Funny Man verse on the album, and he has four lines. What's the fucking point of having Funny Man in the band anymore if you're not gonna let him make Delish 2? I will go to my fucking grave wishing for Funny Man to stop being put on EEM songs and to make Delish 2. And I thought I would regret those words when I re listened to Killing and realized how garbage his verse was. But his verse on Enemy and on Here aren't even that bad? So once again, can you guys stop forgetting the homie Funny Man, please? Also, Jarell has a verse and. Look. When it comes to jor there are only three categories his verses fall into. Either I really like it, I really hate it, or I just zone out and forget about it. Very rarely does he end up in the I really like it and the I really hate it section. It's more often the I really hate it section, but this verse just falls into 98% of his other verses throughout the band's career where I just don't really care and zone out during it. Now this would be an overall good song. I especially like the spoken part, It, it do be speaking facts, but the thing that holds this song back is that goddamn beat. This beat feels like it's completely made by Lars and Lars only. The synths, the bass, and the kicks do not feel like they're in time with the tempo or each other. And I swear to god that snare is from a cymatics drum kit. So yeah, not a big fan of the beat. At best, it's tolerable. At worst, it's fucking dog shit. So... I guess the song's fine. I-, I like the verses and the chorus, but that beat kind of makes me not want to re-listen to it. And I guess in hindsight, the verses don't really do anything to save it. They're all kind of generic. Oh, you want to talk about verses? What are Jerrell and Johnny saying? Do you know what they're saying? I don't have a clue. I fucking understood you all. The song has been out for almost a month, and I still don't fucking know what they're talking about. I don't even understand what Danny's saying. One second he's like, yeah, I like to provoke my brain and feel hopeless, but I'ma be okay. I'm sorry, what? But back to the verses, Johnny, what are you saying? You usually bring some of the best verses to the band. And then you just wrote this. It's like you used the one-syllable portion of rhyme zone and wrote seven lines and put them together without even checking to see if it made sense at all. And Jarell, my dude, I know I give you a lot of shit, but... What do you mean you follow the drums? What do you mean you'll put on a fake smile if it isn't real? What do you think fake means? You rap about it a lot, I think you would understand the meaning of fake. And even though I just shit all of the lyrics of the song, Danny safes the fuck out of it. I think Danny's delivery on the chorus might make it be my favorite Danny performance of all time. It just sounds so pleasing to my ears, especially during this part. I like to sit alone with my brain and provoke it. Music-wise, the song just sounds like old school rock in the verses and then switches in the trap during the hook. It's fine. I prefer the trap section more, but I think it's just because of Danny's hook. Overall, this entire song makes no goddamn sense, but I will still listen to it because of that hook. Also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jarrell brought more energy than Johnny. What kind of fucking universe are we in? All these monsters are real. All these monsters are real. It wasn't him. Monsters is one of the worst songs on the album. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this. The song's the usual demons topic that's been done a thousand times. Even Shinedown tackled it in the same way this band did, and I thought it was better. In here, the only thing close to me vibing with is Johnny's clean vocals. His verse isn't bad, but... I don't know, there's just nothing here that personally does anything for me. Jarrell, at least I can say he once again falls into the I zone out section. Danny on the hook... I don't like it. The accent is meh, but the chorus is just so painfully basic. And then when Kill Station comes in, I fucking hate it. And I hate it for one reason. He sounds exactly like Lil Peep. He sounds like a reincarnation. And there's something that I haven't really mentioned on this channel before, but I absolutely fucking hate when artists sound exactly like another artist. That's why I couldn't really vibe with the From Ashes To New album because there were cases where the dude sounded exactly like Chester and it fucking bothered me. All I ask is just bring a unique sound, please. Even even then, if you're just gonna sound like someone at least do something to change it up a bit. I like Three Teeth and Lex sounds like Marilyn Manson but the thing is, is he doesn't sound like a fucking reincarnation of Manson. I think it's fair to not like someone if they don't bring in a unique sound and they just sound exactly like someone else. So yeah, not a fan of the song. Even the beat's not even that good. The beat's actually kind of bad. I like bass slides, but God, it's fucking absurd on here. You know, looking at this, I don't think I've actually done that yet. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't really done anything that bad. Why? My parents always told me, find the positives in things. So I will. I love the blend of EDM and rock in here. I think it's actually the best form of that genre bending that the band has done by far is Especially after listening to Day of the Dead, where they tried that for an entire album. The drop hits insanely hard. Johnny is absolutely nut worthy all over this track. I like Tech Nine, even though he gets Lyrical Spiritual Miracle and raps fast, which are my two biggest pet peeves in rap. Going back to Johnny, when he ends off his second verse, I fucking nut. And I like the whole topic that the band tackled of how celebrities are not and should not be your idols. In this song, Johnny talks about how he had a fast of being a gangster as well as a drug addiction. Actually, I think the drug addiction is still going. Tech talks about how he doesn't submit into the PC culture, which you could take that as it's not the greatest thing to do in this day and age, really, if you care about getting canceled or some fucking dumb shit like that. And Jarrell even mentions how he dropped out of school and was a drug dealer. And in a world where Twitter exists, and especially Stan Twitter exists, I feel like more artists need to make songs like these. Granted, I doubt they would even listen, because they literally took their title from a song about a dude who idolized a musician so much that he became absolutely insane, eventually leading him to kill himself and his pregnant girlfriend. That's a rant for a whole other day. Okay. I listed off the positives. But I've been holding these thoughts for five months now, and I just have to say, Fuck you, Jarrell. Who in their goddamn mind thought that for a rap center track that features Tech Fucking 9, that Jarrell should be on it, and that he should be the opening verse? In a world where nightmare exists, it fucking baffles me to hell and back that you would ever even consider Jarrell of all people for the part and not Charlie. Hell, even Funny Man would have brought a better verse, and all he raps about is weed. And I would gladly take that over this half-assed, coasting-ass, mumbling-ass, garbage-ass dog shit. There are two and a half lines in this 12-line verse that actually fit with the song, while two I have to make a reach for. The rest of it says absolutely nothing, and it's so blatantly obvious that Jarrell just did not give a shit and wrote a quick fucking 12 bars in five minutes. And once again, this was the verse you guys wanted, the verse you needed to be on the song with Tech9 and have it be the opening. It's been five months and I still can't wrap my brain around why anyone would think this was a fucking good decision. And it doesn't help that this was the lead single. Literally, the first verse to hear from this album was this atrocity. I know I kind of have a reputation of hating Jarrell, but it really fucking says something when the dude who genuinely thinks he fits on Live Fast, Die Young can't defend this absolute abomination. So, once again, Jarrell absolutely ruins what was a great song, but now it's one of the worst on the album. There. So after that, we actually get solid songs once again. Coming Home is once again a more pop rock track with trap percussion, featuring verses from Charlie and Johnny talking directly to their spouses about how they'll soon be back home given how when you hit it big you practically end up just having to leave your family. So I guess this topic can go on the list of things you're practically required to write about if you're a musician. But honestly, this was easily the best single and one of the better songs on the album. It's a Charlie Johnny song so obviously I'm gonna like it, but also I think it fits for them to share a song like this together. Given how they both had their own separate kids born on the same day last christmas the hook is fine i guess it kind of goes back to that uh really lazy writing that plagued volume one kind of starting to notice a pattern but i'll bring that up at the end of the video but yeah overall it's a good song and actually featured on songs of september back when i was working on that video (laughs) charlie's on the verses and he's rapping BOY! And like usual, they're really fucking good. Then you get the instrumental where during the verses there's this really bouncy 808 that's kind of like an accent note on Charlie's lines during the second verse and I think it works really well. Then after the chorus you get kind of a drop section where it's just the instrumental and then chopped up vocals of Danny yelling unholy and it's pretty good and the whole thing just fucking hits. I actually don't mind the vocal effects put on there, and I think they work really well with just being used to go along with the beat during that section. Then there's the outro where Jarrell just screams, and it's pretty good. I'm not one to freak out over screams, yells, growls, all that shit, but here it was good. Overall, Unholy might actually be one of my favorite songs on the album. I think it's just a consistent banger. The only problem I can even think of is that the chorus right after the spoken part sounds a bit weird when it comes to transitioning, but even then it barely makes an impact on the song. It's just a banger. Alright, final track. Hold me Never let me. 2018 Me is screaming. Worth It is basically the band tackling Sad Boy Hours emo trap, and I love it so goddamn much. Practically everything in here hits different. The chorus, while being kind of basic and repetitive, is insanely relatable, especially if you're insecure and hate yourself, and you've been in a relationship before while feeling those things, because if you have, this just speaks to you. I, I know it at least does to me. Charlie comes in with a verse that's obviously about struggling in a relationship, and I think. I think the last time he did that was on Mother Murder, and that's my second favorite Hollywood and Dead song of all time. And on here, it fucking hits. My, my, my favorite part is this. If I had a dime for every time I lied, then I could probably buy a fucking private island. I specifically played that because I wanted you to hear how Charlie sounds, because I absolutely love the anger and annoyance that you can feel in that line. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Especially in 2020. But I really like a Jarell rap verse. Excuse me, why? Now, you gotta understand. The last time I really liked a Jarell rap verse was technically Lights Out, but my favorite was Black Dahlia. And like I said earlier, 98% of his verses I just don't really care about. There's only three that I actually really like Black Dahlia, Lights Out, and Upside Down and upside down wasn't even a rap verse and now i can add one more verse to that list because this one is pretty solid now it does end up being at the bottom of that list because i still kind of get that feeling of not really caring but what makes it different enough for me to like it is for one, he's actually getting really personal, and especially about a relationship, which last time he did that was on Black Dahlia, and he actually holds my favorite verse on that song. But also, his delivery. Jarrell tends to keep the same delivery throughout every song he does, and sometimes, it doesn't sound good. Sometimes it really doesn't sound good. So I'm glad on here he brought in a different delivery, kind of a blend of singing and rapping. And I think sometimes it sounds really good, especially in this bar. hate me more than you ever can. I don't think you'll ever understand. It also probably helps that this verse is most likely about his ex-wife, who, from my knowledge, just divorced him this year. Which also, to my knowledge, divorced him after he went on Instagram Live saying that COVID was fake because nobody he knew got it. Oh my god. But yeah, this is one of Jarrell's verses that I like. I don't love it, but I like it. And given the fact that I love everything else about the song, and Jarrell doesn't ruin it, and I relate immensely to it, this is easily the best song in the album, hands down. And that's great, because it means they ended off the album on such a strong note. Overall, this album was. What do you mean? There's only nine songs. No, that's ten. I mean, I guess, but but isn't that just a bonus track? Doesn't say anything about you being one. Plus, you have also one of the singles. No, I, I don't want to talk about it. You talk about a bonus track on Fade. You have forced yourself to do this. Uh, okay, I guess this album doesn't end on a strong note. I'm just gonna come right out and say it, this is the worst song on the album. I already wasn't the biggest fan of the original Heart of a Champion. It it was one of those songs that just got kind of worse every time I heard it, and it it might just be me, but it also just doesn't sound good, like like mix-wise, it sounds really muddy. So to take that, and throw in the lead singers from Papa Roach and Ice Nine Kills, bands that I don't really like, I'm kind of bound to not like the song, first of all, I know I've heard Ice Nine Kill songs before because they've been requesting listening parties I've been in, but I do not remember a single thing about any of them. That's how little of an impact that band made on me. But then they got the lead singer to do the chorus, and I guess he isn't bad, but fuck I hate the fact that he starts off WAY too early. It sounds so awkward and just really off. Then you get a new Johnny verse, which I guess is fine both his verse on here and on the original aren't that good, then for some reason he's the only person who gets a different verse because Charlie's still on here with its stupid fucking sesame line. And then the final change to the song is getting rid of the Jorail Bridge and replacing it with a verse from the lead singer Papa Roach. Yeah, I absolutely fucking hate Papa Roach. Granted, the only song I've ever heard from them is Last Resort, but that song is so goddamn edgy I can't even get past like the first four lines. So yeah, get the lead singer from the band that I absolutely hate and give him his own verse. What what do you expect me to say? It's a fucking masterpiece? No, I don't care. So right before I started recording this video, I was in a listening party where we listened to both New Empire Volume 1 and Volume 2. Prior to that party, I haven't even heard the verse. That's how little I give a shit about a verse from that dude that I hadn't even bothered getting that far into the song, and I never would've if it wasn't for that party where I couldn't control the fucking music. Also I know I said the last and final change was the verse, but can we talk about after the Papa Roach verse? What the fuck is that? That sounds like garbage. So yeah, I'm gonna go back to pretending that this song doesn't exist and the album end off on a strong note. This isn't the overall section. What? What did that transition say? You have got to be fucking kidding me. Okay, so there's actually two more remixes to end off this album and they're both garbage. Ghost Kid doesn't fit at all with this track, and Kurt92 sounds like he just started rapping the day before he recorded his verse. Also the coughing, what the fuck was that? Ghost Kid and Kurt92 managed to actually hold the worst verses on the album. They managed to make Jarell's verse on Idol look like a fucking masterpiece. These remixes are so bad, I genu- like, actually genuinely, I'm gonna go Chris Raygun right here, actually genuinely, think that the Black Dahlia remixes are better than these. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) That's not a joke. I'm being genuine. The Black Dahlia remixes, I would rather listen to those than these two. All right, can we now move on to the overall section or is there gonna be a surprise volume three full of shitty remixes? Overall, this album was a hell of a lot better than the first one. Volume 1 only has two songs that I constantly go back to which are Upside Down and Second Chances. While Nightmare is pretty good once they get past the Jarrell verse, and Time Bomb is dope but I just don't feel the same energy with it anymore. Meanwhile this album has five songs I can see myself putting in my playlist and I actually already have. Those being Medicaid, Coming Through the Stereo, Coming Home, Unholy, and Worth It. While Gonna Be Okay, I actually played the most out of the four singles because of that chorus, and I only listened to the version of Idol where I took out Jarrell's verse. Meanwhile, the other three tracks range from Bad to I Feel Nothing Listening To It to Very Basic But The Instrumental Ruins It. And like I mentioned previously, I noticed something with this album. The hook game is a lot better on here, and it's kind of at its peak when Charlie's doing them. Danny did all but one chorus on volume one, and for the most part, they were pretty garbage. Heart of a Champion, Already Dead, Empire, and Enemy were pretty bad. Meanwhile, in volume two, Danny's writing on the choruses are still pretty basic. Too bad, though he does kind of step it up. But then Charlie's on the chorus for coming through the stereo and Ghost Out, which I would say are the best choruses on this album. So it. Does kind of seem like Danny's not doing too good lately, writing-wise, at least. Kind of just defaults into writing a couple words and then repeating them. So yeah, compared to Volume 1, it is a far better album. It's not my favorite, and I still need to figure out where I would rank it in their discography, but I'd say it's a hell of an improvement. Personally, I would rate the tracklist from worst to best to be idle Kurt 92 remix, idle Ghost Kid Remix, The Heart of the Champion remix, Monsters, Ghost Out, Idle, gonna be okay. If that jor verse didn't exist on Idle, these two would be swapped. Coming Home, medicate, Coming Through the Stereo, Unholy, and finally, obviously, the best track. Worth it. I didn't really give a definitive score for Volume 1, and after some time passing, I'd probably give it like a 3 at best. Volume 2, I'm feeling like this is a 6. It's a lot better, and that's mostly because Charlie dominates this album. He appeared on the first volume four times. He came in with a couple of lines, two short verses, and then the best verse on the album. But then on this album, this dude is on six of the nine songs on here, not counting the remixes and five of them are the best five songs from here. This dude deadass said, here's two solo songs, a full-length verse, half a song, and two banger hooks. He's not able to fully save the album, but he at least returned, gave us what we've been asking for, along with what he seems to want to be doing lately, and just giving us some of the greatest moments on the album, and overall just completely dominating all over it.